All right, we're live on Facebook. 548. And I'm going to give I'm going to give uh, a few people a chance to jump on here tonight. We're going to be talking uh how to motivate your staff. Uh we're going to be talking about how to activate the drive in everybody. I've got Chris George here with me. Okay? And Chris for all of the people who are joining I was just down in Orlando with you literally last week and uh, tell everybody, tell everybody who's in my audience, who you are and what you do before we Hello get in. Everybody, I am, I'm Chris George. I am a trio director, a director of trio programs at South Central Kentucky Community Technical College. Trio programs are federally funded programs that uh, work with income eligible first generation students and students with disabilities. We range the pipeline from sixth grade all the way to graduate degrees and we were so fortunate last week to have coach uh introduce coach to our uh sayoff which is our southeastern region trio programs are broke up into 10 regions across the uh nation and the southeast region covers alabama florida georgia kentucky north carolina south carolina mississippi and coach's home tennessee so he was our keynote speaker and pre-conference speaker last Sunday night. And I, I told coach, I said, well, Hey, let's get on there and keep, keep the momentum going coach. Yeah. So when you say for the people who are watching, obviously we're sharing this, you're sharing it on your trio page. I, I believe that the, the fastest way to impact the student is to impact the, the directors, the teachers, right? Because if I, if, and, and so when you think about when you think about this, I was a high school teacher for for a decade, uh, over a decade. I worked started working with kids when I was 15 years old to 31 years old. We now work with children through our success schools. And when you so, so what are the things that 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 instructors and people face today when they're trying to get when they're trying to get the students motivated? And what are the biggest hurdles that they face? Well, I think a lot of the burdens that trio professionals face right now come from just getting access to the students. And, you know, it's a situation where you have to, the college-based programs don't have some of the problems that the pre-college-based programs have because the pre-college, you're having to work with the school to get into the school and you're fighting everybody to try to get the access to the student. And the real goal of all this is everybody has the same goal, which is helping the student overcome and it's just getting everybody on the same page yeah. to accomplish that same goal. And it, it sometimes is very difficult, even on our university and college campuses, because people live in silos. And I think one of the great things, and I'll tell you, Coach, you spoke on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. People were still talking about you on Wednesday morning. Nice. Good. And I saw I've been sharing with you as I saw people quote things on their social media talking about some of the things you said to them Sunday night, you really, you really rocked the house. And I get, I was hoping it was just like a warm up for your big night that you had a couple of the last week in Miami. I hope our little trio group was yeah. a warm up to get you going. Well, I think I'm passionate about and convicted that everybody needs a coach in their life. And that many times, you know, I was doing interviews today for the new for my new book, Flip the Switch. And, you know, I I, I grew up on a ball field. I grew up uh, I went to Head Start, which I which was a tremendous uh, benefit to me. 
And I like to tell people, for the people that don't know, I cried every day at Head Start when I was four or five years old. I mean, every day. So bad that my grandmother went and worked at the Head Start in the cafeteria. So I wouldn't cry every day. And she, so just, but then I got it out of my system. And then I went to kindergarten and I didn't cry because I had coaches and mentors. And every day I think back to all of the the mentors and coaches that I had that believed in me, that that fought for me, that told me I could be somebody that, and I'm telling you, this is the role of the teacher and coach today. The, 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 you know, I had a program many years ago, Chris, called Turn Your Managers Into Coaches. And I've since kind of reworked that and call it Turn Your Leaders Into Coaches. Mm. You know, how do you can how do you teach a person how to coach and develop talent? Because that talent is raw. It is typically undeveloped. It may be undisciplined, but but what they really need is a structure. But more than anything, when I work with kids, I used to notice how big confidence was, how much, how much, what, what a child could do if they had confidence and what a child wouldn't even try to do if they didn't have confidence. So I started believing that confidence is the one thing that affects everything. And many times when you don't have confidence, you, you can borrow that confidence from somebody else because somebody believes in you. You know, to hear you say, turn your, uh, turn your leaders into coaches. I I really think that's something that should resonate with the trio community because a lot of our trio professionals are people who went through the trio programs themselves and they in turn want to come back and give back and they have to under, you know, I think that's a program that could help them understand how to now you're the coach coaching your coaching, your former self almost. So what would you say to somebody you know, in that role, how could, what would you say to them? How can you help them? You are now a trio professional after being a former trio student. You are most qualified to help somebody you used to be. Okay. You are most qualified to help another person experience transformation and transformation is I come to you one way. Maybe I come to you low on confidence. Maybe I don't have a lot of self-esteem. Maybe the environments, the 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 the, uh, the the environmental I've been in is not positive. Maybe I did right, and but but I come to you from a from a low state of confidence, and I leave you with confidence, and that is transformation. So you are most qualified to help someone you used to be. Like when they brought me back to speak to all the Head Start teachers, because I was doing Head Start teachers going around the country. So, you know, it'd be four thousand here, two hundred here. I was a Head Start student. I am uh, I am living proof that that program can work and help kids, right? Because because it gave me confidence and it's and it really did do exactly what the program said. It gave me a head start. And so to the to the director and the trio director, you're most qualified, and I call it a demonstrated capacity. If you remember, I used those words when I was speaking. Demonstrated capacity is you have shown the ability to take your skills and talents and do something with it. Therefore, you've been given responsibility to go back and help other people with those skills and talents. And so I would say you're very qualified. And some of the obstacles you mentioned about getting access to the student, spending time with the student, sometimes a little bit of time with somebody that's really confident and puts off an enormous amount of positive energy can can change a person's life. So remember when I wrote the book, Flip the Switch, you guys bought some of these copies? We did. We're waiting on them. We hope they get here. Thank you. 
we sold <laughs> Amazon sold out of them things. They're trying to get them as fast as they can. Um, I talk about exposure in the book is an activator of a person's drive. So if I'm exposed and around to a person thinking, thinking at a high frequency, operating, positive, upbeat, that it becomes a role model for me. Okay. And it's like, oh yeah, ma'am, I need to be like that. See, I got turned on to leadership when I was 15 years old. I didn't read leadership books. I didn't grow up in a school that taught leadership until I was 15 years old. I went to a, a camp, a leadership camp. And it literally, I came home and I told my mom, I want to be a leader because I saw leaders and they poured into us all the time. Now, here's the deal. I don't even, I don't remember all those people's uh, names and who they were. I just remember going to this camp, having positive influence and walking out of there going, man, this was a game changer for me. And 25 years later, or almost 30 years later, really, I can backtrack a lot of my journey, Chris, to that camp and those instructors for one week, just one week. Okay. Now to all the instructors who, cause many times the instructors, I see Kelly, Kelly Eisler on here, who, who leads our success schools. Um, you know, I had a player that played for me for nine weeks, Chris, when she was a freshman and she, and she quit. Uh, and she just wasn't ready to play at the level I was coaching at. And she went on about her life. I coached her sister and, um, she came back to me like 15 years later. I didn't hear from her 15 years. And she sent me a letter one day and she said, uh, coach bird, I wanted to tell you that those nine weeks with you changed my whole life. And the biggest regret I have was not playing all the way through. And she said, I am now a division two college basketball coach. Isn't that crazy? She went on to be a coach. And it was because of those nine weeks that we helped her. So if you're out there and you get discouraged from time to time as a leader, and you think your influence is not sometimes a, a, a just a positive energy, sometimes a, 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 a word of encouragement, sometimes just being around you and it and you being positive and upbeat and enthusiastic is what a, a student needs. Right. And I taught at the collegiate level. And here's what here's and. Here's what I learned by teaching at the collegiate level. I taught one class, and many of the students came to me. Hubert Payne was one of my students. Hubert Payne is now the drummer for Little Big Town. And he was one of my favorite students in college. He was a football player. And, and here's what he said to me. He said, Coach, your class is so different than all the other classes because you pay attention to us. You, 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 you talk to us. You engage with us. You, you seem to care about us. He says, my favorite class I've ever been to. And all I taught was one, all I taught was one, one 45-minute session every like two days a week. He said, this. I mean, so, so that's what I would encourage your directors and your people working with the students is, is, is let's, it's easy to focus on how, how difficult it is. It's easy to focus on all the obstacles, but what I would focus on is, man, if I just got a little bit of time with somebody, I think that a little bit of time could be a game changer for them. Right. So coach, one thing I, I, as I was thinking about tonight, one of the things I wanted to do was tell you about each of the programs and briefly have you say how your product could fit in case yeah. people were wondering, because that's something we really didn't get to do in Orlando right. is tell people how coach Burt fits with what they do, because fit is important to trio professionals, finding someone that fits their students, their demographic. So I want to start out with the first program, which is educational talent search. Yeah. Uh, it works with sixth through 12th graders. So they get them really, really young. So 
for an educational talent search, why and what does Coach Bird have to offer not only the professional, because I think it's clear what you have to offer the professional, but what do you have in a way of offering their young students? Well, one of the one of the best courses I, I ever did was a course on confidence. And I took confidence and I broke it down to a science. What is it? How do you how do you build it? What causes you to erode it or lose it? How do you get it back? And see, when I look at what kids need today, I want you to just remember there's there's studies on what children need, right? I mean, obviously, if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, they need self-esteem, they need safety, they need environment, but they also need to learn confidence. They need to learn initiative. They need to learn a remarkable boldness. They need to learn how to connect in groups to other people. They need to learn how to have the discipline to see something through. So basically, the way I've built out the programming for that eight, that specific age group is to is to introduce them to the, these habits. OK, but if you just focused on one and you said, what if I could instill confidence and teach a child how to build, maintain and protect their confidence when they were in sixth grade to the 12th grade? It's a very important time, especially the middle school, especially sixth, seventh and eighth grade. Most of the studies say is very integral to their future confidence. So those are things that I would teach uh, the instructors, the staff on exactly how do you break a concept down? Uh, because that's what I did for 16 years. I mean, I worked with, I started as an elementary basketball coach with that age group and then moved up to high school. So that's what I, that's what I would teach you there is I teach the train, the trainer, teach the leader, how to be a coach, but specifically equip the leader in how to build, maintain, and protect confidence. I think that's critical during that during that cycle of their life. Uh, the next group is the upper bound group, which works with nine to twelfth graders, and it has a couple. It has a subset which is called upper bound math science, which is, works with students who are highly motivated to go into a STEM career, uh, mainly a math or a science STEM career. And like I said, I think a lot of what you just said would apply to them. But those students, uh, I think something important for TRIO to understand is coach really fits well with your summer component. Yeah. That, I think coach is something you could bring into your summer component. And coach, they have the students, upper bound programs, have them on campus or in uh, day camps for yeah. six weeks in the summer. So what 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 is a way or what is a product that you would have that could appeal to an upper bound? Well, I think our days at the lodge obviously are are powerful days. I have this big lodge in Tennessee that's for the purposes of training. It sits on 25 acres. It's absolutely beautiful. What it does is expands the, the student's mind. And so when you get someone there, we can focus on key learnings and key things. What I teach doesn't change a lot. Okay. Habits of top performers, how do you build these habits? Confidence, bounce back, grit, resilience. Every study in the world shows me that grit and resilience is the number one indicator of success later in life. Okay. So we want to we want to combine the emotional quotient with the with what they're learning in math and science, the intellect quotient, and we want to put those things together. And sometimes when you get a student to the right environment, and and so what I would see there is them coming to the lodge, spending a day, you know, being exposed to bigger think and pouring pouring into them through you know through a curriculum and we always work backward we say what are the desired outcomes of this day when this day is over what do we want these students to know what do we want the staff to know we want them to know these things okay then i work backward from that end in mind and i create that curriculum based on what they need the most okay next we have student support services which works with college students which i think 
is probably one of the easiest populations to work with. Uh, so what would you tell a student support services? And besides bringing them to the lodge, which I think every student support service, you should take your students to the lodge. They can learn so much. Well, I think when you look at uh, the learning of a person, just remember there's different skills, knowledge, skill, desire, confidence. What a lot of people focus on may be a skill that they're teaching a person, but what they really also need to know are, you know, it's like the new, the new book, Activating Their Drive. Okay, how do they build intrinsic motivation? How do they get up and go to something they don't want to do? How do they learn to f- control their feelings? How do they learn interdependent skills? How do they learn how to show up every day? How do they learn, like I'm coaching adults today, Chris, that don't know how to do these things. Right. So, so if we could get them in college and put them through success camp, so to speak, man, they're going to be so much more prepared later in life. And, and I call it future-proofing them. This is a big concept, but I'm trying to future-proof them from failing. Okay. Now, when I was a basketball coach, we we did a lot of stuff as it relates to um, simulation. And people would ask me, how do you grow the maturity of a person? What typically grows the maturity of a person is, is experiences, right? And if and, and adversity. Adversity speeds up maturity. So how do you get wisdom? You make bad decisions many times. (laughs) What if we could put them in situations where they had to make decisions? They had to critically think. And this is what I would do with my basketball players is I would give them simulation. This is what I could see me doing with that great group. Teach them a skill, put them in an environment and have them make decisions. Teach them how to learn how to make decisions, right? What is a decision filter? When you have a chance to make a bad decision or a good decision, how do you make it? How do you choose uh, friends? How do you choose partners? How do you choose the sum of the five people you hang around? How do you choose, right? Like, like, man, nobody taught me any of these things. So I had to learn the hard way. And we don't want people to do that. You shouldn't have to learn the hard way when you can learn from somebody else. Um, uh, another group is our veteran, Veterans Upper Bound, which works with uh, qualified veterans to get them into higher education. A very hard group to crack. Um uh, those programs really have a lot of trouble making their numbers because it's so hard to find the veterans in certain parts of the country. So I'm, I'm interested to hear what you would say that you would offer a VUB program. This is one of my favorites because I've actually helped a lot of veterans do one thing. Find their transferable skill that could be used in in uh, civilian world. So a lot of veterans have come to me in my coaching programs and I've helped them to understand they have a very valuable skill. I mean, I've coached everything from Green Berets, Special Forces, Navy SEALs, all to help them find their transferable skill because they never got any courses on that. So they get out of the military and they're kind of lost and they're in transition and they're confused. How, like, how do I transfer this skill over here? And I really dig in there deep and help them pull out that, which gives them confidence. And they walk out of there going, man, there's so many things I could do with this skill. So, somebody's got to help them find it, though. <clears throat> and many times they're they're way more trained than most people in the civilian world. And we have another program called EOC. Uh, I, you know, but they don't do a lot of workshopping. Uh, a lot of them are one-off uh, interactions with the students, helping them with uh FAFSAs and so forth. So we're really not going to talk about them. And I'm going to end with what I think is the toughest in this little section of our talk, which is the Ronald E. McNair post-baccalaureate program, which is working with our true scholars 
who are wanting to go, who are wanting to earn terminal degrees. So we're looking at students who want to earn EDDs, PhDs. Yep. And that's a real tough group to, you know, they are really, they're a really tough group as well. But I heard you say something earlier and you talked about grit. And I said, if anything, he's going to talk about grit with. Yeah. And stick to this with this group. Yeah. Earning, earning, having a terminal degree and going all the way for that many years is not always about how smart you are. It's almost entirely about how gritty and tough you are. For example, I was coaching a lawyer today and that's a JD. That's a, he's a doctorate. And, and I, and I said, tell me about law school. And he said, it wasn't about how smart you was. It's about how tough you were. And, and that's really what I have found when, cause I went to college for nine years myself. And so when you keep getting up in levels, it's less about how just pure intelligent you are and about how tough you are to see it all the way through. And it weeds a lot of people out who are just not that serious. So that's what I would focus on with that group. I'm telling you that the grit, the resilience, the stuff we talk about in the book, flip the switch, man, the habits of the top performers, people need to hear these things. Uh, these are undertaught things in our society. They're undertaught in schools many times. And if they don't get it, where do they get it from? If they don't get it from a mentor, I think I said this in Orlando, where do they get it from? If they don't get it from a mentor, they typically don't get it. So that's what that's the real what I see your program doing, trio doing. I, I see that as an incredible mentorship program to guide young people to their next level of success. Right. Um, so that's what I wanted to talk about, uh, how you could, you know, to really so people could hear. That was one thing we just didn't get to do in Orlando was really talk about this, get the opportunity for the people to hear specifically what you would have to say to their target demographic. But I want to ask you, what did you think about Orlando after you saw that group? 450 people, which is small for you, yeah. but still a unique group. And really, the first they met Kelly before. But really, their first introduction to you. I mean, I think I think I put, you know, I pushed hard that night. And uh, and, you know, there was a lot of people who came up to us and said, man, this was this was next level stuff. And they said, I'm interested. We're ready to go. We're ready to do something. And so to me, it was a good thing for me to be introduced to the group. It was a good thing for me to share my philosophy, my belief system and, you know, see who who really wants to go to the next level. Yes, I I think so. so I, I think we should end with some of these big surprises you've been dropping, letting people know about what they're going to get if they bought the book. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to get my hands on our book. Yeah, I know. Everybody is, man. We, we've sold a lot of those things, so they're trying to get more sh shipments in. But you get eight weeks with me. For the people who buy the book, flip the switch, uh, you get eight full weeks with me. You can see my daughter here. We're about to go to basketball practice. Oh. Dad's got, dad's, dad's, she's telling me, come on, dad, we got to go to practice. Um so, yeah, you get eight weeks of coaching with me when you buy the book, Eight, and I'm calling it uh, Book Club. I've never spent time with a, an author who who said, man, I'm going to spend eight weeks with you if you just buy one copy of the book. So we're going to be uh, giving eight weeks of coaching for all the people who buy a book. Just make sure we know. So email support at coachburke.com and let us know that you purchased the book, and boom, you're going to spend eight weeks with me. Right. Our trio folks, get out here and buy this book. Uh, my office, we've got. 15 copies on the way and my staff's excited uh, to do this. I know I heard a lot of people in Orlando talking about how excited they were to get the book. Uh, our past president, Raymond Cabrera brought 50 for our say folks. So you're going to have a, you're going to get a lot of interaction with these trio folks, coach. 
I love it. I love it. Thank you guys for having me. And Chris, thank you for doing this tonight. I, I look forward to working with you. Uh, <clears throat> Kelly Eichler, who helps with our, and runs our success schools, look forward to working with you. And we would we want to help you. I believe everybody needs a coach in life. And I believe that's what, what you guys do. So God bless you. And thank you for buying the books, man. Good to see you. I'm headed off to basketball practice. Go, go, go to basketball practice, coach. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you.